Automated Podcast. Welcome to Automated. I'm your host, Mark Verbenkov, and in this weekly podcast, we will be exploring the impact of emerging technology on jobs, society, as well as us, with business and technology leaders, researchers, and independent professionals across the world. So over the past several years, I think we've all become accustomed to the amount of kind of significant hype surrounding self-driving cars, uh, more commonly known now as autonomous vehicles, and specifically their adoption in cities and urban areas. And the hype, I think, is certainly warranted. So the uh, global investment in autonomous vehicles uh, actually exceeds $200 billion already, uh, U.S. dollars. And some estimates put the future market size to be in the area of about $8 trillion when the technology is fully adopted. So I've covered some of the social impacts that this wide-scale adoption could bring to cities in previous podcasts. However, more recently, there's actually been a growing interest in moving beyond just the urban environments. And uh, this specifically has to deal with the less well-known freight or long-haul trucking industry, also gaining a lot of focus uh, in this space, especially because it might actually be easier to implement for reasons that I'll get into later. Um, And even with uh, recent headlines such as Tesla's full driving beta being launched in Canada, there actually remains some skepticism towards the adoption of autonomous vehicles in these cities and urban areas. I think that the, uh, the reason for this is it mostly relates to the technological complexities, but also the political and regulatory challenges that this new tech faces, especially as it relates to safety. And safety is actually the largest aspect of this growing amount of skepticism, um, or at least hesitancy towards this new technology. And this has been brought about due to the highly publicized fatalities, which I think has kind of psychologically pushed against the narrative that uh, these vehicles are more safe than normal vehicles. Um, As such, many have been arguing that long-haul trucking might be adopted before urban vehicles, and the numbers actually seem to be supporting this, uh, at least initially. So investment in autonomous trucks grew from $1.3 to $6.5 billion in 2021, whereas for robo-taxis, it actually dropped from $10.8 to about $8.4 billion. So why the new hype surrounding trucks? So autonomous trucking stays away from the urban centers and focuses mostly on the logistics industry and the transportation of goods between cities, ports, and of course across countries. So by its very nature, this work is predominantly done on large highways where autonomous cars already flourish and where most users feel that their private vehicles actually perform the best, the autonomous private vehicles. So with uh, significantly fewer environmental concerns, like pedestrians crossing streets, children playing in yards or near the streets, uh, bicycles, and of course the convoluted city streets themselves, uh, trucks have been stated that they are actually ideally situated to benefit from autonomous vehicle technology uh, and of course its adoption. So there are already a number of companies out there offering freight services um, today. So one company called TU Simple 
already offers level four autonomy in something called the middle mile of the transportation within logistics, uh, but not the first mile or the last mile, which typically occur before and after a highway. And even recently, they have removed their uh, human chaperone drivers on a dedicated 80-mile stretch of the highway in Arizona. Uh, Embark is another company that is already moving freight for five Fortune 500 companies. They have specific logistics facilities that have been built to service the autonomous trucks, as well as a dedicated lane on a Texan highway where the trucks will stick to for the time being. There are also larger names that have joined the race like uh, Daimler, Volvo, Waymo, and of course Tesla, all of which are in various stages of development, testing, and use. So the industry is already moving forward quite quickly. So overall, there are already a number of competitors trying to have autonomous trucks out on the road, disrupting logistics and possibly impacting trucking jobs. As noted at the start, though, let's look at some of the challenges facing this industry, as well as why it might be easier to implement trucks as opposed to cars in urban settings. So as with urban vehicles, the autonomous technology is very complex. TU Simple alone developed 240 patents and tested their trucks over 3.5 million miles. Due to the nature of the vehicle, braking and avoiding collisions are both much more challenging and have the opportunity for far greater damage compared to the smaller passenger cars that we typically see in urban areas. Um, 1,000 meter perception range has also been installed on some of the trucks compared to the 300 meter range of some of the urban cars. Uh, one of the more serious limitations, which still to an effect impacts uh, urban cars, is the technological reliability that is necessary for commercial use at scale. So even in their initial public filing, uh, TU Simple note that this isn't guaranteed that their trucks could deal with all the various ways human drivers react and swerve on roads, not to mention extreme weather events and certain objects just simply not showing up in the vision systems. So general reliability of these vehicles simply can't be confirmed even with the promising AI and general tech at these companies' disposals. And I think also very key to point out here, as mentioned in previous podcast episodes, there is the ever-growing reality of cyber attacks compromising one or several vehicles in a fleet that is specifically fully automated. So there's always that threat that lingers as well. But moving on, so as I mentioned before, some of this decrease in the hype for robotaxis stems from the crashes and, of course, the heavily publicized accidents and even fatalities, but also uh, due to the unfulfilled promises. And I think most notably in this regard is in 2019, Elon Musk promised a million robotaxis for sure in 2020 would be available. But we are still only seeing uh, beta tests uh, being taken uh, for only specific drivers today. And we are hearing today that it could actually be more accurately uh, still be a decade until uh, robotaxi fleets hit the roads. But by contrast, autonomous truck companies um, have chosen more practical use cases where implementation can happen almost immediately. So this is already as seen with TU Simple. Uh, the example, freight is already being shipped while the trucks are tested on this middle mile. There are also examples where trucks are placed in areas uh, specifically to avoid regulatory and legal disaster. So if you think about this, a crash with a truck could cause severe damage 
and in effect bankrupt an entire business through the many different legal issues that they would have to pursue. Um, so distribution yards are therefore one of the places that trucks are already being used to just very simply pick up and line up trailers to be hauled out by the human drivers. So this idea of repetitive, uh, slow speed operations in confined environments seem to be a perfect location to implement the trucks already today. Um, but finally, the main comparison for why autonomous trucks might be implemented faster than cars is due to something called the transfer hubs, um, which are actually already being used today in a, lim um, a more limited form. So there was actually a Georgia Tech study that looked at these transfer hubs, which essentially are dedicated areas where the autonomous trucks hand off their trailers to human truck drivers. Uh, so this gets back to the first and last mile being human driven, but the middle mile done by the technology. Um, so if a network of these hubs were to be set up, the trucks could altogether avoid urban areas where, as I mentioned before, the real challenges to decision making for the vision and AI systems really come into play. So the study estimated that there could be as much as a 20 to 40% cost savings using the transfer hub model due to uh, reducing the amount of pay required for a driver, but also fuel savings that an autonomous truck delivers. But let's move on and look at some of the ideas surrounding the job disruptions or the impact to uh, trucking jobs. Luckily, or unluckily, depending on how you perceive things, the industry is already rife with labor issues. And this technology might actually be a net benefit rather than a negative disruption when it comes to the future of work. So the job itself requires, of course, prolonged hours of sitting, and both driver physical and mental health has been an issue for years. So looking at uh, U.S. Uh, data, truck drivers were actually twice as likely to be obese compared to other U.S. workers, while also dealing with several other rather serious issues such as heart disease, increased smoking, and diabetes. So furthermore, due to the need to drive uh, long distances with uh, quite pressured and short deadlines, many drivers do go through long shifts and even multiple back-to-back -back shifts, leading to slowed reflexes and even sleeping while driving. And this has led to uh, fatalities and crashes. So actually in 2019, before the pandemic hit, truck driving fatalities were the highest they had been in the past 32 years. So it's quite clear that this is quite a serious issue for this industry. But perhaps almost as importantly, the turnover is at almost 100% per year in the United States, which has led to a massive labor shortage. And this actually allows for the autonomous trucks to fill many of the gaps that are currently experienced by the industry, not to mention reduce or even eliminate the long journeys which lead to many, if not most, of the collisions and accidents that I mentioned before. So overall, there are some challenges for the autonomous trucking industry that are similar, if not identical, to the uh, challenges facing robo-taxis and autonomous vehicles in urban settings. But if a network of hubs can be set up to enable a middle-mile focus, then it seems like several of the challenges can be largely avoided and most likely enable us seeing autonomous trucks being used at scale years before robo-taxis fully hit the streets. But finally, the question comes up of what will the future of this industry look like when these trucks are actually adopted at scale? 
So I think a hint of this comes from some of the previous episodes where autonomous vehicle technology had already been talked about. And I think that one of the most interesting ideas is this idea of remote management and emergency operation of these fleets. So there are already control centers that can monitor, inspect, and even pilot maritime vehicles that are in use today. So this allows a relatively small amount of employees to monitor multiple autonomous boats and jump in and take control in case of an emergency. So something like this is going to be implemented for the uh, autonomous vehicle industry. It is highly relevant for something called the edge cases. And these are where uh, extreme weather or unpredictable human driver actions uh, require human interaction because the technology, the AI systems, simply cannot understand what is happening in this situation. But if these vehicles, again, are adopted at scale, a large number of remote inspectors will actually be required. And as 5G is rolled out and streaming and maybe even VR and AR capabilities increase over the next coming years, it is highly likely that the truck drivers currently operating the trucks in the first and last mile physically will be moved to a control center where they operate the vehicles remotely. So in this sense, the long-haul trucker job might actually be completely eradicated. And then actually it'll transform into a more comfortable office job of sorts. So I think if you want to have a better picture of what something like this will look like, you can check out the company uh, Fugro. Uh, I'll have a link in the show notes as per usual. So though they don't use AR or VR applications yet anyways, they are able to monitor several of these maritime vessels from the comfort of a control center and operate the boat when needed. So we'll see in the future if something like this is applied to autonomous trucking. I have the sense that it might be. Well, that's it for this week's episode. Thanks for listening. If you like what you hear and you want to support the podcast and the conversations here, the best way to do this is to go onto Apple Podcasts and leave a review as it helps the algorithm to reach out to new listeners and brings the show to them. Also, feel free to check out the website, automatedpodcast.org, where you can find the show notes for each episode, written articles on the themes of the podcast, and a library of resources on the topic of emerging tech and automation. Also, if you want to reach out and leave any feedback or you have any questions about the podcast or any of the conversations, there are general contact links such as email, LinkedIn, Twitter, etc. for you there on the website. And finally, for those of you that want more than just an audio conversation, the video recordings are now going to be up on YouTube for the newer conversations. So feel free to check out the videos by searching for Automated Podcast on YouTube, where, of course, you can like and subscribe if you prefer to support the podcast that way. The Automated Podcast.